Hi, this is Caden, and this is my daddy's podcast called Lasting Learning. Welcome to a bonus episode of the Lasting Learning Podcast. On these bonus episodes, I'm hoping to be able to share with you blog posts that have been written in years prior. I know not everybody has time to go track down blogs, especially those written years ago. So through this podcast, my goal is to share them with you in audio form. So whether you're driving to work, driving to the grocery store, mowing the lawn, or falling asleep, you can have access to some of my thoughts from years past. Each of these episodes will be 10 minutes or less. So sit back, enjoy, and learn from the Lasting Learning Podcast bonus episodes. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcasts. Now let's get back to the episode. This is When Will It Start to Matter? Originally published March 20th, 2019. Last week, we were all obsessing over the college admission scandal, where we learned that celebrities were spending millions of dollars to falsify college admissions documents to get their children into seemingly prestigious schools. Many of us heard the stories and questioned the integrity and the morality of those involved, and rightly so. But I believe we have a much bigger problem to address than the admission struggles this story tried to highlight. Every state in America has a compulsory education law on its books. Students from ages 6 to 16, by law, have to attend school, receive an education, be assessed on their academic progress, and receive a high-quality education. Laws such as these were put in were put on the books not so much to protect the happiness of individual students or systems, but as a way to protect the durability and elasticity of our economy and our national security. An educated workforce is the foundation of a productive workforce. But the question now is, are our school systems still aligned and prepared to meet this demand? In direct contrast to the news stories we heard last week, I would challenge that America does not have a college admissions crisis. As a matter of fact, out of the 34 industrialized countries in the world, America ranks eighth in its college enrollment rate. Of those same 34 nations, however, America ranks 33rd in its college completion rate. I could examine some of the disparities we see in subgroups, but we'll save that for a future post. In America today, 100% of students aged 6 to 16 are required to end school. But the graduation rate, or the completion rate, of those who are able to successfully navigate just a few more years of that system drops down to below 85%. In America today, we are well aware of the teacher shortage that exists in every state, in virtually every school district. There are classrooms today, in the middle of March when I write this, that have been unfilled by certified teachers all school year long. We're made to believe that we no longer have teachers showing up in college to become certified and trained. We're made to believe that young people today just don't want to grow up and be teachers anymore because they're not paid enough. But the truth of the matter is, just like with our high school completion rate, just like with our college completion rate, The issue has little to do with people getting in the door. The issue is holding on to them and supporting them once they're there. The reason we have a shortage is not because little boys and girls no longer dream of being teachers. The reason we have a shortage is because once teachers enter the profession, more than ever before, they're deciding that there's no way they can do the difficult work required of them for 30 or more years. 
They sign up to do the job, enter their classrooms, and within only a few years, the vast majority have decided to move on. They're not supported, they're not groomed, and they're not grown. Many of us are familiar with the writings of Malcolm Gladwell, where he describes the need to practice a task for 10,000 hours before becoming a master. To a teacher who works 40 hours a week, 40 weeks a year, this means he or she would have to practice being a teacher for a minimum of 6.25 years to develop a sense of mastery. The average new teacher today lasts less than five years before moving on, well before becoming a master. In states across America today, to tackle the teacher shortage, decisions are made that at first glance appear to be solutions, but in reality, simply throw more fuel on the fire. States have decided to allow teachers to work without a license and designated training, in some cases for up to three years. Administrators are given the green light to remove or non-renew any teacher who's not performing their first few years. The self-fulfilling cycle of hire, replace, hire, replace gets perpetuated as administrators focus their attention not on supporting the new who need it most, but on the veterans who fall outside of the cycle. After all, in many administrators' minds, if a new teacher is not performing at a mastery level, he or she can just be replaced by someone new. There's no need to train, to coach, or to support when you can just scrap and start over again. In schools of poverty, this is even more prevalent and apparent. In many states, the path to certification has less to do with learning the art of instruction and the nuances of pedagogy, and more to do with the ability to pass a content-specific exam. Many times, these newly certified teachers walk into their classrooms filled with academic knowledge, but get frustrated when they're unable to translate that knowledge into learning for their students. We have state to have responded to national accountability legislation by enacting strict evaluation policies. These policies have teachers who were once willing to ask for help and support from their superiors and peers now afraid to show vulnerability and express any professional development needs for fear that these insecurities would be used against them. In our quest to hold schools accountable, we have perpetuated the crisis by creating teachers who have stagnated in their growth, administrators who have an inability to successfully support and train, and new teachers filling the growing number of vacancies in every school across the country. Right now, we're seeing the struggles with the inability to retain quality teachers. Soon, we'll begin to see the inability to find quality leaders as the pool of experts and masters decreases. Fewer quality leaders will exponentially heighten the critical nature of this academic epidemic. If we want to address the epidemic we're currently facing, sure, money would go a long way, but the real issue is not the lack of a pipeline. The issue is the lack of support once inside. We have to allow for a system of growth, a system of improvement, a system of individuals. In elementary schools today, we understand the importance of early literacy intervention. We know that students should be given tremendous support in the first four years of school to gain foundational school skills that will set them up for future success. It's time that we begin to model the same expectation with the teachers we employ. We have to provide intensive support early on. The only way to become great at anything is through repeated practice, repeated struggles, repeated feedback, and repeated support. Let's work to eliminate this teacher shortage by doing what matters most. Let's support the teachers we have. Let's remove the labels we place on their abilities. Let's focus on growth over achievement and begin to understand that, that what we say is best for our students is often best practice for our teachers too. Our future depends on it. Did you enjoy this episode? I hope so. If you did, 
Feel free to keep listening by subscribing right now to the Lasting Learning Podcast and get new episodes as soon as they're released. Interested in knowing more about me, Dave Schmidt? Well, feel free to find out what makes me tick by reading one of my books, Bold Humility or It's Like Riding a Bike. Feel free to check them both out on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or directly on my website, schmidto.net. That's S-C-H-M-I-T-T-O-U dot net.